Hello and welcome to another Wild Wisdom Wellbeing guest slot with me, Robin Harris of Equenergy Wild Wellbeing. And this morning I am absolutely delighted because I have Victoria Jones of Victoria Jones Wellbeing with me here today. And Victoria's story is just amazing. She does such fantastic work and I'm so excited to learn more about all of what you do but if maybe you could start off with a bit of an introduction i know that you work around well-being but mostly for women and hormones and balance and and all of that so can you tell us a little bit about who is victoria and how did you come to set up this amazing business Oh, thank you, Robin, and thank you for having me on as your guest. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Um, so I, it was it was a little bit by accident, as most of these amazing things do um, happen. I, I'm so passionate about helping women with their health, their hormones, and just their general well-being, because there's such a negative kind of press about particularly hormones, mm. mostly focused on the menopause, and it's obviously the end of the world, and you know, you're not going to know who you are, what you are. And of course that can happen, but there's a much bigger picture and a much deeper conversation. And I, I've been teaching fitness classes for a very long time. I mean, it's coming up nearly to 20 years now. Um, very fortunate, I had a beautiful boutique studio. It was really friendly. And I had, I attracted in older women. So kind of that, you know, they, they weren't sort of the young size eights that just wanted to, to look good and it was it was people that really wanted just to feel better about movement um and i was hearing the same conversation again and again and again and i thought this can't be right that this this can't just be the way it is um so i started digging and delving and as you do the more you find the more you want to know and the more you know the more you want to know yeah. and, and it fascinates me it absolutely fascinates me because there is so much that you can do for your complete well-being from a real holistic so from your movement from your food from your mindset and actually it might you know the, the thing that breaks me the most and breaks my heart is when people say oh it's just my age it's just my hormones yes and it's not it really really isn't. it's a much bigger picture like i said it's a deeper conversation there is so much you can do and for me it's doing it earlier so you know let's start thinking about hormones in our mid-30s it's never too late of course but let's have the conversations in our, when we're 35, which is like our prime for hormones, for bones, for sight, for brain. Like, let's have the conversation now and just start to put in really strong, holistic foundations that will support you through your hormonal changes and, and far beyond them. Absolutely. And to open up that conversation, because there is, and, and you can see it in comedian performances and things which just shows how much a part of our culture it is yeah. oh it's just her hormones or whatever um and and there's a lot i think it's my age as well that you you see these things you know you're, that's what your filters are set at so you see all the, these things about oh the weight gain and the crazy head and the forgetfulness and all of these changes and we do unfortunately because well we haven't learned any better we're not taught these things it's not part of the general conversation but we do just say well it's just my age as which is effectively saying i have to just lump it absolutely I have to absolutely it's such a limiting belief and as you say absolutely yes these things can happen 
but it's not to say that we're stuck with them, that they have to happen, that they can't be changed, that we can't feel better. And that's what I loved when I was looking at your website yesterday in preparation for today. There's so much, your, your, the words that you have on there by energized and well-being and, and there's such uplifting, positive, inspirational, hopeful words, which is a huge thing for me that we often get ourselves into this position where we think there is no hope. I just have to accept where I am and that's how it's going to be for the rest of my life or it's going to get even worse. You know, if I'm already at this point, age is something that we all go through if we're lucky. Uh, and we think that with that has to come deterioration. Yeah. which is a belief and it's a limiting belief. It doesn't have to be that way. There are examples of women out there in their 90s doing amazing yoga, which, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think of my own life where I'm probably fitter now than I was in my 20s. So it's not to say that we are stuck. Absolutely not. And I think this is the thing. And, you know, we have to adapt. And I think this, you know, this is the other thing. So, I mean, you just mentioned about the weight gain. It's the biggest frustration for women in their 40s is this midsection weight gain. So, again, we're sort of led to believe, well, you know, cut the calories, work out harder, work out faster, work out longer. And that's doing more damage. Like, let's move better. Let's let's calm the body and move better and actually burn the fat and support the hormones that burn fat. And, you know, just because that way of eating and that way of exercise worked in your 20s, it's not going to work in your 30s. It's not going to, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 now and I don't deal with stress the way I did when I was 24, without a doubt. And so you have to adjust. And I think that's, that's almost a joyful thing that you can find ways to adjust and, and feel like you did when you were in your 20s, but you get there a different way. And it's finding the right way. And there is no one size fits all. It's a very, very individual tailored, you know, tweak. You know, you've got to tweak all these different things. And, and again, in 10 years time, I'll need to change things again. Having already changed them from my twenties, from my thirties to now, they'll need to be, and that's that's okay, and that's a good thing, and it's actually a gift that you can do that. But you need to kind of know that you can do that. Yeah, and also to say that because I'm passionate about how we use our language, so we don't have to say, "Oh, I have to" or "I need to." Yeah. It's I I choose to, I get to, yeah, I get to explore a whole new aspect of my being. And I don't have to be the same, the same, the same all the time because that gets a bit boring. But actually, it's it's the whole, there's a, a movement now of kind of reclaiming the crone, that this is our, it's an evolutionary thing that we as human beings have, that we get this life after our years of fertility. We have all of these extra years, if, again, if we're very fortunate we have all of this extra time when we don't have all of those things that are taking up our time and our energy so it is our time of exploring more about you know finding ourselves on a whole new level we've maybe known ourselves as the young person as the uh, mother perhaps as the businesswoman perhaps all of those things and we may not be dropping all of them, but we're moving then into this new phase where now I can know myself without some of those drains on my time and my energy and just who am I? And yeah. I know that there's a thing 
sort of the empty nest syndrome that can be a real challenge when you get to a certain age and you do go through the menopause as a woman and you think well what does my life hold for me now I feel I've lost so much we yeah. focus on the loss versus yeah. oh, what maybe have I gained but I also think that's because we are led to believe that it's just easy yes. as time. Like we're not going to have energy, any energy, you know, we, our brains are going to be broken and we're going <laughs> to have the aches and the pains and the arthritis and my, God, my knee's gone. Like because we're led to believe that, of course that doesn't add up to a pretty picture. No. So, you know, it is, it's definitely a transition. It's transitioning to a new stage of life. A, a You know, it can be a real energised, a real vibrant stage of life. And like you say, it's it's like you know. What, what, I know myself. What can I do now? What brings me the joy? Those those drains on my time are gone. I can now do those things that I've been putting at the bottom of the list. So it you know it's definitely definitely a gift. But I think, and again, kind of in our 35, 40, mid forties, we're exhausted. Like we we're just because we're juggling it all. So then by the time you get you know to the other side. You're just, you're just on the floor. You're just exhausted. So, again, do the work now so you're energised as you go through the changes. So once you've dealt with the emptiness syndrome and, and all those adjustments, you're energised to go and just embrace all those things you want to go and do. And it's a known fact that if you prepare and visualise for something that is coming, you are so much more ready and so much more able to embrace it and enjoy it and find all the positives within it compared to if you don't and it hits you like a ton of bricks because it's such a shock, but yeah. also focusing on the, how can I visualize the good things? So not listening too much to society's thing, oh, well, you're an older woman, therefore, what is your meaning in life anymore? You're no longer a mother, you may not be working. What is your role? You know, there's there's a, an element of that, but also, well, you're older, therefore your back is going to give out, you're going to have dowager's hump, you're going to have osteoporosis, you're gonna break all your bones, you're loot, you know, your hip will need replaced, all of these things. You know, just a saga of woe. But yeah. You're there saying it doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be one of the best times of your life. If you are preparing for it beforehand, you're ready for it, you know how to respond. If things are changing in ways that you're finding challenging, what can you do about it? Yeah. And for me, you know, the more you know, the better you do. Absolutely. And, and like I say, if you know it in your 35 and you apply it, yeah. then it's going to be better. If you wait until you're 45 and you only know it then, it will still be beneficial. If you're right bang in the middle of the menopause and you learn it now, you're still going to benefit because there's there's a whole other side of the story. So, it, you know, it's never it's never too late at all. But like I say, for me, I want to start the conversations earlier. Like let's it's step away from that dire time and, and make it a positive I can be in control of this. It, one of my ladies said the other day, she went, you've given me hormonal clarity. Like, I like that. I really like that. Like, let's have the conversations that bring you your own hormonal clarity. Wouldn't that be wonderful for every age, for yeah. everyone? Because guys have hormones too. They just affect yeah. them differently. But for everyone, for every age, that we had hormonal clarity and we could understand what's going on rather than feeling at the mercy of what's going on yeah. but that we could take steps where actually I can take this back I can make the decisions but as you were talking there about the different ages and starting earlier is 
obviously a good thing. It kind of made me think of pensions. You know, the earlier you start your pension, the better it is. But at least, well, with, yeah. at least with the hormones, if you start right in right now and you're already in menopause or whatever, it, it's not going to be a bad thing. Yeah, it's not going to cost you more like it does with pension. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, I was wondering, just from, again, reading your website, could you explain what your vision of well-being is? Because I very much got the sense reading uh, your page about how well-being is so much more than just, well, I'm not sick. Yeah. There's so much more to it. So what is your perspective? Do you know, it's, it's about happiness. It's mm -hmm. just about feeling joyful and happy and energetic and calm and being a human being not a human doing yeah like being being present and and living and loving your life and where you are right now rather than just chasing and spinning plates and juggling 101 things and and how is it friday again and i'm like you know now it's tuesday and after the, like being 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 present i guess um but yeah for me it's about being happy and being energized those that's my that's my wellness. Well, that's what wellness is to me. And to me too. So I love that. And I love that whole I, that whole kind of way of having all of those things. So calmness, but also energized. Yeah. And happy and joy. And that kind of just joie de vivre. You know, you can often borrow a, a phrase, an idiom or whatever from another language. And it just, ah. There aren't there. Yeah. There isn't an explanation for it. It takes too many words and still doesn't quite do it justice. But when you have a concept like joie de vivre, love it that. Just love it. Of, yeah, just kind of encapsulates because it's it's difficult, isn't it, to put it into words? You know, you know when it feels like yes, feel, I'm yeah. there. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a feeling. It is definitely a feeling. Yeah, and I'm very much about getting back to our bodies I think we spend so much time in our heads and analyzing and trying to make sense of so I think your work does that as well it really helps us to tune in to what's going on in here yeah like, and how you know are you and I think this is the thing you know we I think again it's a language thing which I know you're very passionate about but we're always like you know what do you do for a living what do you do who's this what it's always questions no one ever says are you happy because for me that that matters more if you're happy you can do anything everything and all things in between yeah yeah and, and things don't worry you in the same yeah. way or or yeah. you don't feel weighed under by them you know, again and again you're kind of that's where for me then the energizing everything is just balanced and yes. you know for, for me again when you are unhappy when you are just you know exhausted and that impacts your hormones and then you get caught in this vicious cycle because once your hormones are out of balance, you then start getting the symptoms. You get the symptoms, you feel even more fed up. You you lose your sense of self. You you don't know what's happening, and it's like that. So it, it you definitely have to start before the start. So yes, often it's your hormones are changing. Of course, that's natural. But there's there's a bigger picture for me. There's a deeper underlying cause, which comes from being like I say, being in the moment, feeling happy, being in control, and having that calmness. Absolutely. I think when we can get grounded and centred and present, then for a start, we know where to start. We know that we, we know what steps to take because we are being more in who we really are rather than, well, I'm trying to be that or I'm trying to do that. I can just be. 
and from there I get so much more clarity. Definitely, definitely, yes. So as another thing I loved from your website, which mm. is a word I use as well, is thrive. So you were saying, don't just survive. And, and so many of us do that, don't we? Like you were saying, oh, it's Friday again, or oh my goodness, it's Tuesday, what happened to my weekend? Yeah. We are just head down, plow through, doing, doing, doing. And you, you, you share lifestyle strategies. So can you tell us a little bit about how people can work with you and what sort of things you support with? Um, my biggest, th th for me, the two biggest underlying causes of hormonal imbalance are stress and gut health. So stress is where I start with pretty much everybody. Um, I do a lot of small group work because women work better when supported. Like we, that is our stress response. At, at the best um, stress balance for women is to tend and befriend. We're so much better. It's so much better for our stress, for balancing our stress when we are caring about others and being with others and that whole nurturing. So for me, women work better in a group so many women struggle they think it's just them you know no one knows how i feel and you put a small group of people together and it's like oh i, I feel that too oh. and all of a sudden these these four people have got so much in common and watching them then bond and just flourish between like amongst themselves is just the best feeling ever because like i said that is for me stress is the biggest cause of hormonal imbalance to tend and befriend is the best form of stress relief for a woman so let's start there um and, you know, sleep as well. Sleep's a massive thing that is just normalised as I don't sleep well. I always wake up at two o'clock in the morning. Again, there's a reason for it. Every every symptom has a cause, therefore a solution. But nine times out of ten, it's stress and gut health that, that are the catalyst. So I always start there. And the big, you know, it's, I know, you know, for you, it's, it's really, it's a passion for you. But just to breathe, just to mm -hmm. be still in the moment and to fully breathe and connect just calms the body, it calms the brain. So it's it's lifestyle strategies, like every time you're boiling the kettle, just do a two minute breath practice. So if you're having nine cups of tea a day, like that's another conversation, but that's nine breath practices you can do that will just change everything in the body. Yeah. And then, and the, the big one for me though, is do something every day that brings you joy. And that can just be 10 minutes of coloring in or writing or reading or, you know, just sitting in the garden. And again, daylight exposure is phenomenal for health, stress, for hormones. Like get outside with your cup of tea and just be. But either be with a book or be with a, you know, not on the device, not getting no. caught up into the noise and the drama and, but just something that fills you with joy for 10 minutes. Like those are the best, those are the best start points a woman can have. And it's 10 minutes a day, but everyone is so busy. I haven't got time for that. And the thing is, we say, yeah, it's just 10 minutes and I'll easily find 10 minutes. But we get to the end of the day and realise we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we kind of ring fence time for it and put it in the diary and block that out. And then it becomes a habit once we kind of, I guess, we do it often enough. We get to see that, oh, my goodness, it does make a difference. Yeah. And I've got a friend who said to me once, which has always stuck with me, never underestimate the small things. Never. So you think taking a breath. What's that going to do yeah. for you? <laughs> Maybe in the moment, but then that moment's gone. And if it's only one breath, then. But it really does. It really does make such a difference because it does all that balancing and grounding yeah. and giving you that step back. So you've got different perspective. You've got more clarity. You you suddenly, 
it, it's the buzz almost that constant mm. buzz it stops yeah and it calms internally as well because obviously you know a lot of the stress that we deal with we don't even recognize it's not you know we, we all have big stresses you know moving house and and bereavement and marriages and births and and changing job and, and we deal with those because we're designed to but we deal we all have so many low level stresses every single day environmental stresses emotional stresses physical stresses that twinge in my right knee like that's a stress on the body you know you get to 40 and you're just your body is just swamped and the stress response has just flooded your body and unfortunately because survival will take priority over reproduction all your other hormones get knocked out because of the stress so yeah that 10 minutes first thing you know and again for the for your for your sleep supporting again i'm a huge fan of sleep mm. get outside first thing in the morning and get daylight exposure into your eyes is one of the best things you can do to support your sleep even though you're not going to bed for another 14 hours but it so, sets your rhythms doesn't it? yeah it's a circadian rhythm it rebalances your circadian rhythm so you know to, like you said it is the little thing set your alarm five minutes earlier without doing anything that involves a device or a tv or a radio or just go straight outside and just sit even if it's with your dressing gown and a blanket and your you know your cup of tea or your hot water or and just those five minutes it's the it's little it's a really little thing but it changes your day and again because your stress levels elevate when you wake up it gives them time to settle before you begin, before you get caught up in the busy. Yeah. You know, it's not going to change your entire day. Or, you know, not the fact that you've got to go to eight different meetings today and you forgot to pack the lunch. And it is not going to change that, but it's going to set you up differently to deal with those things. It won't change the practicalities, but it no. will change where you're coming from. Definitely. Won't it? Definitely. And just the fact that you've done that for yourself is huge. I've That's made that time for me. Yeah. And that I've committed to that time because it's, it's like the advert says, because I'm worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> and it really does. It begins, you begin to really appreciate, actually, I am worth it. And you deal with things so much better. Like you deal with the, the drama, let's say, of, of other things, of other people, of having to, you know, women want to be all things to all people. And that's, again, that's the tender befriend. And that's just, that's the way we are wired. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you can do it so much more effectively when you start from a solid point. So the more you do for yourself, the more you can give to others. Which is the whole thing about fit your mask before you fit anybody else. Absolutely, yeah. It isn't selfish to do self-care. No. As you've just outlined perfectly. <laughs> uh, so... I know from your website as well that you have lots of different ways that people can work with you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I do a, like I say, I, I, again, I know women are busy, so I try to do effective time, time efficient ways to work with people. So I do a lot of workshops. Um, so I have a happy hormones workshop. I have a thank you thyroid workshop because again, thyroid is a huge issue for so many women. Mm. Um, so those are my two most popular workshops that I run online quite regularly um and again it's just a nice opportunity for people to come together to be given some of the information and the strategies and to realize that they're not alone so those are my kind of foundation i run a um, a monthly face-to-face -face event in the midlands which is a monthly ladies at brunch and again it's just about bringing that community together and then i have other longer sort of four six eight week programs 
where we really drill down because it is about the accountability and the support. Um, so it's, you know, the, the, the lifestyle strategies, when you know, you know. And to be fair, most of us know what we should be doing anyway. But the programs just give people the opportunity to put the strategies in place, to see the benefit of them, and then make them become the habit that, you know, after the eight weeks, they're now set in a different way. They feel better. They deal with things better. They can give more. And they just feel calmer and, and more in control. Um, so that's how I tend to work. I do do one-to-ones as well. But like I say, it's the small group for me, just because it gives so much to so many people. You know, it, that, that support is just well, it's priceless, to be honest. Absolutely. And isolation, feeling alone with how we feel, feeling yeah. one is immense. And it's actually one of, in the work that I do, it's one of the criteria of, are you experiencing trauma? Is, are you having isolation? Because we call another, we have an acronym, UDIN, it's unexpected, dramatic, so drama. And drama can be what's been posted on Facebook today. Particularly if it's something where somebody has trolled or, you know, backlash at something that you posted. I read a post today from, a friend of mine that's so open and honest and just you know laying himself out there raw to the public mm. and I really felt for him because it was an amazing post I could identify you know when you just read yourself in a post and you think oh. yeah that's me but then I also know that people might slam that because he was being so open and raw and, and just laying himself in terms of how he's feeling and, and how he experiences things just laying it all out there and I know of other people who've experienced that backlash. So yeah, these things can be very dramatic, but then there's the isolation that we feel from that. So like you were saying just a few moments ago about when you can come together and go, oh, it's not just me, you feel that too. Yeah. You instantly feel connected, accepted, normal. Yeah. All of these things that they kind of, it, it's, I think they bring the stress level down instantly. But in doing that, allow our well-being processes and our healing process to, processes to come into play more effectively Definitely. because they take us out of the sympathetic and into the parasympathetic. And yeah. that's, I think, where community is so important and so really, healing. Yes. When it's you know a positive and a supportive and yes. you really feel connected kind of community. Yeah. And that is, and that's you know that's why it's so important for me, like I say, to run the small group. So it is it's a safe place, yeah. yes. but it's a supportive place. And like you say, that connection that I you know I thought it was just me, it's not. And you see people like you know you, you'll kind of sit and say something, and and you see people get that little uh, oh, like you say oh it's, it's not just me. And then as the story starts to unfold, the story unfolds more and more, and everybody gets it. And like you say, when everybody gets it, you're accepted. You are normal. And actually, we can work on it together. So you all go off and do the same thing. And it will have a different effect. Because I said, there's no one size fits all. But then you've got something then to kind of build on next time. Because, oh, well, that didn't work for me. So I tried this. And, and that worked for me. And again, it's just that it gives you hope, I think, sometimes. And that understanding and that clarity. And it's like a light coming on, isn't it? Because you see people come along and they're kind of, what am I going to get? Because I've been here for quite some time and my world is quite dark. And then ah, yeah. the light comes on. And you see that, which is something that I work on in, in my workshops, that people are like this and then they're like, oh. yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking the word blossom, where they just kind of come out of their shells and stuff. And it goes back as well to what you were saying about how when we meet people, we maybe say, how are you? But it's kind of a dismissive comment. It's a throwaway comment, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm good, thanks, I'm fine, I'm okay. It's a a very simple response that isn't always the truth. Exactly. And then it's, and what do you do, particularly in networking circles? So there's very few opportunities where a small group can come together and feel safe to say truthfully, how are you and what is happening for you? Where are you in your world right now? But it is immensely powerful i was in a group when i was in my teens and early 20s and that's what they did they just dived straight in and you know no small talk we're just going to ask you those deep big challenging existential questions but they're the questions that are so precious and and they're the ones that connect us and help us to feel oh you're a human being i'm a human being we have so much more in common than than differences yeah definitely and it also it starts that whole kind of you know once you know the truth you can then start to prescribe the wrong word but you can you know you can start to sort of suggest the strategies that you know are going to support for me certainly hormones at a deeper level mm. you know if you know that daisy's you know flying around with four kids and a, a you know an older mum that she's worried about and and dad's, you know, dad's in a, in a care home and I've got my job and I'm doing this charity work and I need to see my friends and so I don't sleep because I have to clean the house at three o'clock. Like if we know that, we can we can we can pull it back. We can then give the right strategies to support. But if you say to Daisy, how are you? Oh yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Like again, it's 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 create the right environment and, and ask the right questions, I guess. And really, you know, what what are your hormones doing to you? What you know, what's what's short for me, the biggest the biggest question I always ask on any of my workshops, you know, what's your biggest wellness challenge? Mm. What, you know, what do you feel you're struggling with the most right now? Nine times out of ten, it's it's either it's either sleep or weight, inch loss resistance. Um, so those are obviously the, the the big triggers. But now let's look at the causes, because it's it's never the food. Oh. <laughs> but also what you were saying about one size doesn't fit all. So it's, it's again, getting back to the feel. So you've just described all the things that are going on in your life. That's the practicalities. That's the reality of, of what you're living. But how do those things make you feel? Yeah. Because actually, I might be quite energized by some of them and I might feel they're a challenge and I can get stuck into them. And then other things just, whoa, they make me feel overwhelmed and and to anybody else you might think well that's a strange way around this one would be the overwhelming thing for me and this one would be a doddle but we are so individual yeah and like you say it's what is the priority for you right now because that's where to start of course if that's the biggest thing because if that's the most stressful thing until you at least start making a shift in that it's not going to impact you know the other things aren't going to matter as much no, and, and I think for me that my my biggest the, the thing I love the most about obviously how I work obviously because I look at the health and the hormone side of it it all works together mm. like I said go outside five minutes first thing in the morning your stress levels are going to reduce you've had time to connect and to get clarity and get focus and you've just supported your sleep 
you've just done three of your mate you know your, your big rocks of your well-being in one activity so you know and so for me there's just so much you can do like one thing will have several impacts and that's, and that's what i love about it all. and that's where we sometimes you know we're thinking there's nothing i can do i'm getting older that's just it there's nothing yeah. i can do but there is and doing one one small thing is not doing one small thing no. it's touching on so many aspects yeah. because it touches on stress and if anything touches on stress it touches on our hormones and it touches on our well-being etc etc but i'd like now to look a little bit more um you you've talked about gut health and how that underpins so much yeah. and on your website you talked about bone gut and brain health so yeah. can you share a little bit about the connections and, and how those impact on our well-being so because so you've got the you've got the brain and the gut link which yeah. is more you know there is so much more coming out about that and again it's just fascinating but you know whether we're a bit stressed so we make a poorer food choice but that then inflames the gut and then that inflammation in the gut causes more stress and then that stops the liver detoxifying. So that then backs up the hormones. So then you've got a dominance of your heart. And so, it, it, you know, where do you go? Where do you go? So, and also, we, you know, we're in quite a toxic world now. Um, the, you know, the diets that we eat, the pesticides that are used, even if you eat, you know, you think you're eating well, nine times out of 10, the food is loaded with things that our body doesn't need. Chemicals in our skincare is a huge, huge one that I'm really passionate about. Um, in our cleaning products, mm -hmm. there is there is so much, like I say, that that is an environmental stress that we put through our body. Not even to talk on the the stress of the environment. No, exactly. So you know you're you're then putting you know more. We've we've got a more acidic lifestyle. Yeah. Well, the acid then breaks down the barrier in the gut. It kills off the good bacteria. The bad bacteria flourishes beautifully and starts to then manifest as diseases and, it, you know, say more stress because the body's got a bit of a foreign object going on. And all of a sudden, again, everything gets knocked out. So it's for me, it's old school. It's, it's eating well. It's making your fridge your pharmacy. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of diets because we, we need to nourish our body. Again, there's not one size fits all. What will work for one will not work for another. It's different ways, different tweaks. But making sure you know you are eating the variety, you're getting in all the nutrients, you're getting in good fat, quality protein, carbohydrates, that you're stabilizing your blood sugar level. Mm. And if your blood sugar level goes out, your stress response goes up, your energy drops, your hormones are all over the place, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning because your blood and sugar. And you get into up. that cycle. Absolutely. Sugar, caffeine, yeah. up down sugar yeah. caffeine up down yeah so you know two two three o'clock in the afternoon if you need something sweet and chocolate coated that's a stress response that's your blood sugar level and stress that's not because you're hungry if you wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning that's your blood sugar level it's not because the dog just barked or you know the, the cat next door fell off the bin or that's your body that your body is giving you a signal that like, let's yes. look at, and for me as well that you know I don't do many workshops, a bit of a spoiler alert, where we don't talk about bowel movement. Because again, <laughs> bowel movement and health go hand in hand. Yeah. Let's look at that. So, you know, it, it's not just, you know, eat a, you know, eat a lettuce leaf and drink two litres of water. It's 
it's eating variety, it's eating well, but are you exercising? Are you detoxifying? Are you hydrating? Are you managing your stress? It all goes together. Where are you sourcing your food? Knowing that the food that is available in the supermarket on the shelves is, you know, even the fresh fruit and veg, is, as you say, loaded with chemicals, but also has fewer nutrients in it than it would have done in our mother's time, grandmother's time. So when uh, there are uh, times when our bodies are craving certain things and our bodies know what we need, so we might be eating, we might be feeling hungry, thinking, you know, all I need is, you know, a little bit of food to, to satisfy my hunger. But actually, it might be your body saying, I haven't had enough of this nutrient. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not in the food that I've been eating or I'm not absorbing it because I'm stressed. There are so many different reasons why we have cravings, why we have hunger pangs. So much more to look at. And therefore, obviously, that has an impact on our weight and our hormones and yeah. our skin. Yeah, and yeah it, it, it's so, so connected, so connected. So, yeah, it's different. And again, it's not one size fits all. So there's always, you know, obviously my workshops are very kind of broad, just tip of the iceberg. The programs go much, much deeper. Let's get much more specific now on you, on your lifestyle. What are you lacking? What nourishment do you need? Um, how's your bowel movement? Favourite question. <laughs> Favourite question ever. Um, but, you know, it's something we don't necessarily think about until you're questioned. But, you know, I'll have clients go, oh, you know, I'm having really bad hot flushes. I'm, okay. How's your bowel movement? Well, well, it's not very good. Right, okay. And the minute we can improve the, the bowel movement, the hot flushes go. Because it's the hot flush is a sign that something is out of balance in the body. And on this occasion, the liver's not detoxifying. Why? Because you're not hydrated enough, because you're not eating enough dark green leafy veg, because you've not got enough rich roughage, because you're not having enough fiber. Like it, it there won't be one thing, but we need to, it's it's work it back. It's absolutely always, always work it back for whatever, you know, say whether we're looking at stress, whether we're looking at sleep, whether we're looking at gut health, whether we're looking at, at hormonal symptoms, that it's just my age, it's just my hormones that we brush off. You know, let's start there and then and then take it back. And like you say, get that hormonal clarity yeah. to know that there are things I can do and each symptom is a sign that I can pull apart, explore yeah. start to understand know how to address definitely definitely yeah it's fascinating i love it i love it yeah uh and i love as well that you have mentioned today and you talk on your website as well about the whole concept that we have been in the paradigm that we've been of eat less move more and i love the the memes that go around every so often and i think did i see something on your page as well maybe on your blogs there was a title about when we move, it should be to nourish and nurture and celebrate mm. our bodies rather than punish them. Yeah. So for me, with your movement and with your food and with your thoughts, you need to nourish your body, not punish it. Because that doesn't get you any. That just creates more stress and that creates more symptoms. Um, so, yeah, you know, that cycle, doesn't it? Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, um, it's definitely about about nourishing. Um, eat less, move more. Definitely gone. Like as I said earlier, that. That strategy might have worked in your 20s when your stress hormones weren't quite as high as they are now, when your adrenals were firing on full cylinders where they're not now. You know, there's there's lots of reasons why that doesn't work now. And actually, fat loss is not about calories. It's about your hormones. So if, you know, if you look at that midsection weight gain or you're trying, you know, you're trying to shift those last few inches or 
then cutting out your food and moving more is probably actually going to be more damaging than let's look at your hormones, let's look at your sleep, let's look at your stress management, because that's what's going to get rid of those those inches and that that last little bit of stubbornness. And it's not going down the fat-free foods, the sugar-free foods. That is still how I feel about it too. If it's fat-free, if it's low-fat, if it's reduced fat, step away, you do not need it. Your body needs fat. Your hormones are derived from fat. And it's also mm-hmm. knowing that if it is fat-free, low-fat, etc., then it's probably highly processed, full of yeah, sugar, exactly, and it's yeah. actually going to make you... And it's got more chemicals in it that your body then needs to detoxify, which puts more pressure on your liver, which then affects your gut, which then... And so we have the conversation again. Yeah, we're back <laughs> at that cycle again. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got three things to say, but it just keeps going round and round and round. <laughs> but that's beautiful because it shows that it actually is a very simple process it really is all you need to do is is to have a greater understanding of it but then how to work with and this is what i love as well about this way of looking at things that we learn to love our bodies again we learn to work with our bodies because so often what we're actually being taught is working against it is about it's about it's the complete well-being it is it's the whole body approach and it's also patience. If you are 45, 46, 47, and trying to get rid of that, rid of that midsection weight gain, you are not going to do it in 10 days because your adrenals have been beaten and beaten and beaten for a good 20 years, if not 30 years, depending on what your teenage years were like. You're not going to re- recover and repair the adrenal glands so that they can then burn the fat in, in a few days it's going to take time. And I think that's another frustration, but you didn't get here overnight. You're not going to get back to where you want to be in in a night either. But you are going to learn so much along the way and you're going to feel so much better. And yeah, there may be a bit of a detoxing stuff that we need to go through sometimes. And it can be a challenge, but it's so worth it. But it's also sustainable. Well, exactly. You know, you can then carry these strategies into the next 10 years and you know when it's time to tweak them and how to tweak them. Yes. You know, you're never going to go back to this point now because you'll just keep evolving. Yeah. And as you say, you get the tools that you need and the tools aren't just a quick fix for right now. They are tools that you get to take with you always and that you know how, like a my husband is the guy really who needs to be giving me these words but if you're adjusting something like if you've got an adjustable spanner you can change it for whatever you need or if you've yes, got a, I love that. if you've got a tool set you've got something there for whatever size of nut bolt whatever it is that you're working with or a drill you've got all those different bits that's what this gives somebody isn't it that you've got Definitely all of the tools you might ever need you won't need every single one of them for every single situation but you'll have the selection there ready to match whatever happens i love that yes uh so just then lastly where can people find you if they've been listening to this today and thinking oh that's what i need i need some hormone balance in my life so my website is victoriajones.co.uk 
Um, so all my workshops, everything on there. My next Happy Hormones workshop is actually on Monday, though. So anyone watching that wants to take action, it's like it's like I planned it. Now is the time. Uh, so yeah, that that next workshop is on Monday, um, and then I'm on uh, Instagram as Victoria Jones Wellbeing. I'm on Facebook too, but I tend to navigate more to Instagram. But I'm Victoria Jones Wellbeing on both, and that's that's where I am. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Victoria. I just love everything that you share. I'm so, like you've said, I'm passionate about all of these things as well. I believe so strongly in the work that you do. So thank you so much for joining me today and sharing, sharing all that you do. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to. I've, um, I love having these conversations. So thank you so much. They're, they're really being in a conversation like this, I find so inspiring and so uplifting and energizing. It's amazing. <laughs> so thank you again. And thank you everybody for watching. If you're watching the replay, then just stick in a hashtag replay. Uh, and if you've got any questions, feel free to post them. And either Victoria or myself will be very happy to get back to you. And other than that, just I'd like to wish you a wonderful weekend. And uh, I will be posting soon about our next guest. So. Have a lovely day. Bye for now.